Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Demo on from Xeon, and we're going to be talking about the use case, business case, cost-benefit analysis, etc., cetera, uh, for Xeon. So we're going to be talking a lot about kind of how he uh, you know, built Xeon and what Xeon does, and so we're just going to jump right into it. Demo, would you, um, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and Xeon? Yes, sure. Thank, thank you, William, for having me here. I love talking about my company, so if I do too much, just let me know. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> a few words about Xeon. It's a metaverse for public talks and co-working. My sweet tagline is when Zoom meets Sims. Um, a backstory, how I came up with this idea of Xeon. So in my last company where I worked for as a marketing manager, um, I, worked w- I worked with various cool clients in Fortune 500 and some savvy startups. And besides that, I was helping our, our HR department to build uh, employer branding. And to do that, I organized community meetups for tech people, for um, ML engineers, for data scientists, um, and for some other um, positions as well. So I was doing all those meetups and I ha- had speakers coming into our, our office and I had uh, audience coming into our office and I saw how that environment's, uh, environment looks like, works and how it affects the company and how people in the local market uh, start feeling about our company. Um, and I wanted to start my company and when COVID hit, I saw the great opportunity. I felt like the world was going to change. And I also realized that Zoom, Google Meet, Microsoft Teams, and other tools, they, even though they they do the job and you can talk to people distantly, they do not provide a a feeling of being present. So the idea was let's build a virtual environment where which looks natural, which looks like business environments offline. And let's allow people to meet and communicate as they would normally do in offline environment. And that's how Xeon was born. I love it. So we'll start with something I usually do at the end, but I want to get there faster. Um, when first, when folks that have never seen Xeon, when they first see it for the first time, what do they fall in love with? Like, what do you, you know, when they, <laughs> you crack it open and you show them stuff, what, what blows their mind? Um, so what blows uh, their minds at the very beginning is the concept itself. Uh, people would not believe that it's possible and someone has come up with that idea. But recently, since uh, Metaverse is becoming a trend and Facebook announced Meta, um, they are not blown away with the concept, but they still um, see that bigger possibility how to engage their people. Uh, and our main focus is engagement, which leads to productivity and to higher results. And they they love, love it. They understand that um, instead of having their team meetings, for example, if we are talking about uh, companies and th- their virtual offices, uh, people understand that uh, 
employees will be more engaged and will have more fun and they will have more reasons to make jokes um, about what's happening in that environment. So they will be more engaged uh, what leads to productivity. And when we are talking about conferencing in Metaverse, um, organizers understand that, uh, first of all, they can attract more people because that's cool, that's trendy, that's uh, immersive, vivid, brightful, and so on. They also understand that they can provide their uh, sponsors with better booths. And uh, because usually when, when, when we talk about sponsors at uh, virtual conferences, they don't see um, any significant results with booths. So only paid content works. And inside of Xeon and inside of any other metaverse, a sponsor can have a booth as, as, as they would normally do at offline conferences. And th th that booth might be very interactable. It might be really creative, um, even far more creative than those at offline events. And those booths can be interactable. For example, if a company is presenting a new device, a user might come to the booth and play around with that device, uh, see what's inside, um, play some game, or I don't know, um, if the, the sponsor is has any open positions, people can uh, apply directly from that booth. Uh, so once again, for conference organizers, we provide um, better ways to engage uh, and attract more attendees uh, and uh, possibilities to attract more sponsors. And also uh, organizers realize that uh, having their conference in Metaverse allows them to do additional PR and uh, social activity to attract more attention later. So getting started with Xeon, what's it, what's it like? What's it, what's it been like and what's it like for your, for your customers? They see it, they fall in love with it. They think this is a great way to engage talent. It's a great way to kind of engage with customers, et cetera. How do they get started? Um, they would need to talk to me. So uh, Xeon is still pre-alpha and uh, we we have built the demo, which I'm happy to show and to get feedback and to negotiate anything for the future. Um, we plan to launch in a couple of months and uh, we are currently raising funds to speed up the, the, the launch pro process. Uh, so what, what we currently do, uh, I make the demo and we do we discuss when we would be able to start with that specific company, what we would be offering them. Do they want a regular uh, location or some custom location and so on. So we really tr try to, to make uh, their experience uh, as similar to their brand as possible. For example, we can even uh, design uh, their offline office uh, make a digital twin, twin of their offline office inside of Xeon. Tell me a little bit about that. How do you uh, how do you how do you mock that up, and how do you replicate maybe the good things of what's what's in a physical office for uh, for for the for Xeon and for Metaverse? Um, it it really depends on what a company wants. Uh, for example. Um, if, if they have really invested much into their uh, offline office and not, now they realize that 
all that is gone, that uh, everything has gone online, but they they loved their office, then we can do a digital twin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will look very similar. It will have the same uh, structure, planning, uh, same walls, same decor, same branding, and, and so on. Uh, but what we are trying to do, we embrace companies to think bigger and to, to think more open. And we can provide them with really creative spaces. For example, they can have their office in a spaceship or um, somewhere in the woods or uh, at the bottom of the ocean. Um, and we can really play around with that. Um, I love that. And with um, metaverses, you know, uh, I'm, I'm saying a plural, um, if they if they want to have something different in each metaverse that they enter into, they can have a, a different rendering of their office, you know, as you, as yes. you already stated. So they can replicate what they like about their physical office, but they could also replicate it in different ways in different meta- metaverses. It, yes. First of all, yes. is that correct? And then how do you see that playing out? Uh, we see that playing out by uh, building a marketplace from where... Um, from uh, which will connect a, a customer, a company in Xeon with creators. So, for example, uh, you might uh, you might inst- instruct your creator to use some assets from your uh, offline office and create something new, or you might just w- go to that marketplace and pick something what is ready because creators usually do some great job and uh, they they are inventive and they come up with great ideas and uh, a company can mix what we provide what creators pro- provide and what they want custom so uh, and uh, the beauty of all metaverses is that they can take that all those assets from one metaverse to a different metaverse um, be- because it seems like the trend is showing us that all metaverses will be interconnected and Mm -hmm. people will be able to to take um, their assets as nft from one place to a different place and replicate it there as well so that means um, for example there's a a metaverse which looks very realistic and a different metaverse which looks uh, like um, some neon game or some some crazy environment and uh one employee can log in and see everything as a realistic environment. And the second employee can log in from a different metaverse uh, where everything looks very different, but they are still in the same office communicating and doing their daily job. I love that. So one of the things uh, as we explore the metaverse and metaverse is plural, it's getting started, you know, for some folks, it's getting them to understand kind of the long game, but also kind of the different stages. Um, and, and you're going to be advising people and on how to navigate these things. What do you think is going to be kind of the, you know, the first layer and maybe the second layer, third layer? Because, you know, obviously communications, there's content, there's, you know, there's, there's a presence. And then, you know, there's, there's, there's a real strategic view to what you do and what you're going to do and what you're going to have your employees and candidates uh, do in, in the different metaverses. So like, it's not all going to happen at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it's the international space station, right? It's not, it didn't get built, you know, on, on one day, it's going to be built over time. So what do you, how do you see it? The layers of this being built? Um, 
I see that as um, every metaverse out there will start with their specific market niche. For example, there, there are already metaverses only for music shows and there are metaverses for quests. And what we are building is a business corporate metaverse where uh, companies can have their virtual offices, offices and uh, co uh, conference organizers can host their events. Uh, so I see the first layer is that every metaverse will explore their specific uh, industry and space, mm. get product market fit there, get people engaged, see results. And from there, uh, we'll come up to the next level where metaverses will start uh, connecting to one another. Well, I love that for candidates and employees, you know, from, uh, from a perspective that industries get together and uh and they start doing more stuff as industries you can kind of see candidates and employees learning more about what's going on in the industry just as you would learn you know something from the internet you'd learn in a different way um so i can see the real benefit there do you see that also kind of extending into some of the things we've historically thought of as hr uh, like training and development or, or, you know, re recruiting, do you see other kind of parts of HR? If we, if we start with the industry related stuff, people going into sectors and building kind of niche metaverses or, 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 or parts of the metaverse that are really kind of niche oriented, how do we see the HR and recruiting function of kind of traditional firms blending into those niche metaverses? Yes, that's what we are already doing at Xeon. Uh, so besides providing a virtual uh, office for a company where their employees can meet for internal discussions, we also provide them access to the entire open world of Xeon. So that means that uh, recruiters can go out and uh, find talent. Um, the same can done by sales reps. They can go out of their office and meet people at conferences, at some networking places, um, at the at the seaside, and just do the sales. And the same will happen with uh, engineers or other workers. They can go out and have access to all educational events, conferences, um, hubs, and uh, hackathons happening there, and they can get knowledge. And on a different side. We can do training inside of Metaverse. Uh, for example, if uh, if a company is um, is related to engineering, um, people can have training how to um, how to work with engines inside of a virtual environment. The same can happen with doctors. The same can happen with any any other position related to physical world um, where you need uh, hand skills. And also, what we are uh, we what we are doing, and where we see a huge demand is uh, youth education. Um, so there is one company uh, who finds talented kids all over the globe, and they want us to build a virtual school where those kids can meet, can learn together, and participate in scientific projects. So um, let's imagine those kids come up together with some idea of. Um, an artificial satellite and we provide them with small assets and they combine those assets and they learn how to build uh, how to build uh, satellites and inside of metaverse they even can um, play with the entire process how to how to get that uh, satellite uh, to the orbit of the earth uh, 
And once they, they have success, it's a signal for other companies that there is a talented youth who, who has done a similar project and they were successful. And since, um, since the entire project will be replicate, uh, replicable, uh, the company can see what went well, what went wrong, what might be improved and so on. What do you see? I mean, first of all, explain the kind of the development of metaverses. Uh, because obviously we, we've talked a little bit about Facebook and, and Microsoft, but there's we're going to we're going to wake up and there's going to be a, you know a couple hundred uh, or maybe more than that uh, different metaverses. And I, I totally agree with you that there's going to be a fluidity of being able to move in and out of different metaverses. Um, but like, what's what's driving the development of metaverses right now? Um, I think regular progress. Um, it, um, the time has its own rule and the direction of time is very clear. And we had th those first signs of metaverse back in eighties when uh, with the book Snow Crash mm -hmm. and it became clear that one day it will become our reality. Then we had this movie um, Ready Player One and it was also clear that one day it will become our reality. And we had um, simulations like Second Life and so on. So for me personally, it was very clear that we are headed that direction and it will be happening. Um, and just with COVID has accelerated the process and speed up things. So yeah, we are moving that way. And um, it is very clear that uh, technology and means of communication must develop. And it, it was happening during the past century. So we started yeah. with, uh, with telegrams a uh, hundred year, years ago. And when, uh, when people invented phones, a lot of folks were very skeptical. Like uh, they, uh, I remember, not remember, I've read about all these uh, jokes, like uh, how stupid a person looks with, uh, with two pipes uh, near <laughs> ear and, um, and, and, and mouth. And, Today we have we are talking over Zoom to people all over the globe, and it's very clear that technology will get to the next level, and the next level is is a metaverse. So, so okay. So the questions that you would like when you talk to people for the first time, and you're explaining uh, Xeon to them, um, what questions do you want to hear from them? Like, what do you what what are good kind of sophisticated questions about? Xeon uh, and and specifically and metaverse and, and uh, more generically. Um, that's a very good question. Uh, so the questions I would like to uh, to uh, to hear is uh, are around how do we engage our communities and how do we do community management? Because uh, when we talk about just event as a single um, okay. Uh, as an occasional event, it's very straightforward from the technology perspective. But how to keep how to maintain engagement uh, across community over months and over years—that's a really good question. And if I would hear anyone asking that, I would realize that the, this person truly understands the potential and truly um, wants to embrace all possibilities. Because when we talk about communities, they are um, 
there's always a small core of active parts of community and a lot of people uh, at the edges. And how to keep them uh, engaged inside of the metaverse is really a great question. So how we are going to tackle that? Um, we, we are going to build a separate look, um, not, not location, a building for a community, which is branded for that specific community. And uh, people from that community will have access uh, to that building all, all the time. And uh, for example, if there's um, HR community and you are a participant of that community, you know that you can go to that specific building anytime and you will meet folks with whom, whom you can ask questions, um, who, with whom you can do something together or you can get advice and so on. So what do you think about the, the concept or you know, currently or in the future about career fairs uh, in metaverse? Uh, they will be happening for sure. So any uh, event that was happening offline can be replicated inside of uh, metaverse and uh, career fairs will be, will be replicated as well. Uh, and it will look very similar to offline event. There mm -hmm. will be a venue with multiple um, companies presenting themselves and with multiple avatars uh, running around, uh, going from one uh, booth to the next booth and talking to, to a representer, to, to a company rep in that booth. And what will, what will make um, the difference is that uh, when a person comes to a booth, a rep already understand who this person is. What's the what's a background of that person? Um, did this person have any training inside of Metaverse? Um, did this person participate in some uh, social projects, um, and so on? So that that will be an additional layer. But from um, the visual perspective, it will look very similar to how it happens offline. Okay, so last question. As, as, as we think about uh, where you're at right now with Xeon and where you want to take Xeon, um, just, you know, as you know, this is, again, the use case podcast. So we're, we're really trying to kind of give people an idea of what's out there and uh, what's available to them, which I think you've done a wonderful job uh, with. What would you like to leave people with as they think about this? So they're going to listen to a podcast and go, Metaverse. Okay, now it's a different way to engage, a new way to engage with customers, employees, candidates, et cetera, audience in general. Um, again, getting started <laughs> outside, mm -hmm. of, outside of signing up. Uh, what's, what's, a, what's just a great way for them to kind of start getting their head around? Because I, I think you know, on some level, you and I have talked several times about this, but it's, it can be overwhelming for people that aren't steeped in it like you are. Right. So they've they've watched the Mark Zuckerberg production. They've watched, you know, Microsoft. They've watched a couple of things. They've read a couple of things, but they still don't quite understand. Um, and so it is a bit daunting and could be a bit daunting for folks. So we've you've asked the or I've asked you the question about how the questions, what, you know, what they should be asking you. But how would you like for them to get started? Uh, the first advice would be. Uh to realize that this will happen. Um, this is our future and uh, it's very clear that 
it will be happening. And uh, the sooner you realize, the more opportunity you have to uh, to start to start uh, to to win competition earlier. And then fr from that realization, uh, if you have never played any computer games, play any for an hour for two hours and it will help you to understand how you can move in in inside a video game how you manipulate your avatars how you direct your person anywhere and once you have the skill how to manipulate your avatar and how to make it move from there everything is very natural so the same way as in in the physical reality you have your body and you walk and you see a person and you go to that person and you start uh, a conversation. The same will happen in Metaverse. So you, you, the only thing you need to learn is how to manipulate your avatar. And that's pretty simple, nothing complex. Um, and from there, you, you understand how to walk and how to talk to other people. Um, and of course, talk to a company uh, who provides metaverse because um, what I described is user perspective how to how to um, behave inside of the metaverse but right. ask the company uh, company providing metaverse how to do business how to enable your conference how to attract people how to make your working environment cozy and similar questions. And from there, uh, the, since since the market is appearing and all metaverses are new, everyone will be happy to help you and to educate you and to show you all the possibilities. And uh, every metaverse is interested uh, for your company to grow inside of metaverse. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Dima, thank <laughs> you so much for your time today. And thanks for... Uh, just schooling us and getting us educated on uh, both, you know, Xeon and also uh, just metaverse in general. I appreciate you. Thank you, William. It was a wonderful session. Thank you so much uh, for having me here today and for having this relaxed atmosphere. Awesome. And uh, thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.